Violet wailed again, this time more clearly. I want a fork and knife. I burst out laughing, which made Micah give me a withering look. How many times have I told you to stop swearing? He says. You think it's funny that our four-year-old sounds like a sailor? Technically, she wasn't. Technically, you misheard it. Don't lawyer me, Micah muttered. Don't lecture me, I said. So by the time we left, Micah taking Violet to preschool before he went to perform six back-to-back surgeries, me driving in the opposite direction to my office, the only family member in a good mood was Violet, who had breakfast with all her utensils and was wearing her fancy sequined Mary Janes, because neither of her parents had the energy to fight her about that, too. An hour later, my day has gone from bad to worse. Because although I went to law school at Columbia, graduated in the top 5% of my class, spent three years clerking for a federal judge, today, my boss, the head of the New Haven Judicial District of the Division of Public Defenders Services in the state of Connecticut, has sent me to negotiate about bras. Warden Al Wozowicz, the director of corrections at the New Haven facility, is sitting in a stuffy conference room with me, his deputy director, and a lawyer from the private sector, Arthur Wang. I'm the only woman in the room, mind you. This convening of what I've come to call the itty-bitty-titty committee has been precipitated by the fact that two months ago, female lawyers were barred from entering the prison if we were wearing underwire bras. We kept setting off the metal detectors. The prison wouldn't settle for a pat-down, insisting on a strip search, which was illegal and time-consuming. Ever resourceful, we started going into the ladies' room and leaving our underwear there, so that we could go in and visit our clients. But then the prison said we couldn't go inside brawless. Al rubs his temples. Ms. McQuarrie, you have to understand, this is just about minimizing risk. Warden, I reply, they let you go inside with keys. What do you think I'm going to do? Bust someone out of jail with a foundation garment? The deputy warden cannot meet my gaze. He clears his throat. I went to Target and looked at the bras they have for sale there. My eyebrows shoot up to my hairline, and I turn to Al. You sent him to do field research? Before he can answer, Arthur leans back in his chair. You know, it does beg the question of whether the entire clothing policy should be under review, he muses. Last year, I was trying to see a client last minute before I headed out for vacation. I was wearing sandals and was told I couldn't enter the prison with them. But the only other shoes I had were golf cleats, which were perfectly acceptable. Cleats, I repeat. The shoes with actual spikes on the bottom? Why would you send someone in with cleats but not flip-flops? The warden and the deputy exchange a glance. Well, because of the toe lickers, says the deputy. You're afraid that someone is going to suck our toes? Yes, the deputy says, deadpan. Trust me, it's for your own protection. It's like a conjugal visit with your foot. For just a heartbeat, I picture the life I could have had if I'd joined a sterile corporate law firm on the partner track. I imagine meeting my clients in paneled wood conference rooms instead of repurposed storage closets that smell like bleach and pee. I imagine shaking the hand of a client whose hand isn't trembling from meth withdrawal 
or abject terror at a justice system he doesn't trust. But there are always trade-offs. When I met Micah, he was a fellow in ophthalmology at Yale New Haven. He examined me and said I had the most beautiful colobomas he'd ever seen. On our first date, I told him I really did believe justice was blind, and he said that was only because he hadn't had a chance to operate yet. If I hadn't married Micah, I would have probably followed the rest of the law review staff to sleep chrome offices in big cities. Instead, he went into practice, and I stopped clerking to give birth to Violet. When I was ready to go back to work, Micah was the one who reminded me of the sort of law I used to champion. Thanks to his salary, I was able to practice it. I'll make the money, Micah used to tell me. You make the difference. As a public defender, I was never going to get rich, but I'd be able to look myself in the mirror.